What does Michigan's J.J. McCarthy have to do with the Arizona Cardinals? Let's discuss. You are Locked On Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Cardinals Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen free wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Lot to discuss today. JJ McCarthy effect. Uh, I discussed Justin Jefferson as a, you know, as an exercise last week on if the Cardinals should trade for a proven entity in the NFL and forego drafting, you know, at four or 27, whatever it would have taken in a package to send Justin Jefferson here. I'll discuss a little bit of that. There's been, you know, sometimes I'm smart, very rarely, but sometimes I am. And uh, (laughs) there's issues going on in Minnesota. And I'll discuss in the second segment and why it would not be the right move for the Cardinals to trade for Justin Jefferson. I'll bury the lead a little bit just to kind of come back to earth. And I did a mock draft three rounder on pro football focus. Spoiler alert, Marvin Harrison was already gone and uh, starting to see a trend with that. But I'll, you know, I'll, I'll discuss all that and more today. Uh, this episode of Lockdown Cardinals is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's 150 bucks if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash on to get started. So JJ McCarthy, for those that don't know, is a quarterback of the national champion, Michigan Wolverines. Um, He was looked at early on as, you know, maybe the fifth, sixth best quarterback. I mean, Michael Penix definitely rose up the ranks after their performance in the uh, CFP. Uh, Bo Nix, the 45-year-old Bo Nix, (laughs) uh, had a good year at Oregon. Just smashed numbers. I mean, it was like – it was – it was like, uh, you know, Tim Tebow numbers and uh, not to that extent, but, you know, he had really good numbers, high powered offense. Troy Franklin, for those who don't know, every day is due. Troy Franklin is the apple of my eye in this draft uh, as a secondary receiver who has massive upside. I said this about Jordan Addison last year. Jordan Addison had a good year last year in Minnesota. And J.J. McCarthy has a direct correlation to the Arizona Cardinals in one main respect. What we've seen during the 24-7 cycle of draft, I mean, free agency is first, but draft is really like, it's okay, what's next? New and exciting, not which players are going to be, quote-unquote, recycled to go to different teams, but this is the new, you know, know, the new class. Players we haven't seen in the NFL yet, obviously. So the intrigue is there a lot more than free agency, until free agency hits, and then obviously it will pivot directly towards that. But... It was always Caleb Williams, Drake May. That's what was a discussion last year, two years ago. And then this past season, same thing. Is there going to be a third? Is there going to be a third? Then Jane Daniels wins the Heisman, kind of backs into it. And then you're like, okay, can all three quarterbacks go in the top three? Or is it just going to be Caleb Caleb Williams, Drake May, Marvin Harrison Jr.? I can do one, two, three. And the Cardinals sitting at four is like, well, damn it. You know, they don't need a quarterback. And they want Marvin Harrison Jr., but 
he may, you know, he may not fall to them at four. Now with Jaden Daniels shooting up draft boards, it gives the Cardinals an opportunity to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. if it goes quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. So with J.J. McCarthy, this is the interesting part. And this is all, we're very, we're two months away from the draft. But there are rumblings, there are reports out there that J.J. McCarthy is the next one that's shooting up draft boards ahead of Bo Nix, ahead of Michael Penix Jr. And instead of going in the mid-teens, there are some that think he's QB1 in this draft. And if he, like, this could get wild. This could get absolutely bonkers. Because with Anthony Richardson was a great example last year. Didn't really know where he was going to go. And then the Colts were like, yep, he's there. Let's grab him. So if J.J. McCarthy does shoot up draft boards, you know, with his pro day, if he, if he, if he uh, you know, competes in the combine and he just wows people, the Cardinals could be in a very interesting predicament. Because now the only real trade down, you know, concept would be is if Marvin Harrison Jr. went three to the Patriots and the Patriots wanted to bring in, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo or bring, you know, a quarterback, a veteran quarterback or ride with Mac Jones and then have wide receiver one for the future. They would just take him at three instead of drafting the third quarterback off the board. But if he goes quarterback, 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 and JJ McCarthy isn't one of those and happens to be, you know, a guy that performed well, during off-season activities, and is a guy that court that you know other organizations thinks could be their guy for the future, and they want to move up. That's where it gets interesting, because sure, the Cardinals could stick and pick at four. What the Cardinals right now have the have the you know the liberty of feeling is it's either Marvin Harrison Jr. or they're probably going to trade back, unless Malik Neighbors wows Roma Dunze, you know, unless they want to go outside of Marvin Harrison Jr. wide receiver at four they have the liberty of being like, you know what? It's probably going to go quarterback, 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 and you'll draft Marvin Harrison Jr. or you'll pivot. If there's a fourth quarterback, you go one, two, three, four with quarterbacks and they get offered a first round pick plus to move down to seven or eight, but that would mean giving up Marvin Harrison Jr. but also getting a first round pick in the future. That's the toughest spot in my opinion. And a lot needs to happen, but you see this every draft. There's a clear cut one or two, and then it's just every team needs to look at how many teams have bad, bad quarterback play in the NFL. I mean, half, and it's every year. So if there's, you want as many names in that pot as possible if you're the Cardinals. So the easiest scenario for the Cardinals to navigate is quarterback, 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 and Marvin Harrison Jr. is there, and they're like, you know what? If he's there, that's who we are going to take, is, is what they'd say, okay? That's the easiest. The second easiest is if it goes quarterback, quarterback, Marvin Harrison Jr., and they're at four, and there's Jane Daniels there and or J.J. McCarthy, and they can move back to eight and get maybe, you know, a second this year and a second next year or a first next year, depending on if Denver – or the Raiders want to move up out of 11 and 12 to four, like that's the easiest. Cause it'll be just a replicate of, of last year, but the toughest one in my humblest of opinions is if he goes quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. And then there's another one like JJ McCarthy who can move up or JJ McCarthy goes ahead of Jaden Daniels 
and Jane Daniels is there at four. What do the Cardinals do if they're offered a, a, a second in 2024 and a first and a second in 2025 with a swap? And, you know, the Cardinals would give a third or a fourth to, to balance the to balance the trade. What do you do then? Do you just draft Marvin Harrison Jr.? Or do you trust Monty Osford to be able to take those picks and make this team better in a different way? All the while, still having two first-round picks in 2024. That's the toughest one. Because that means that the Cardinals will be sinking everything into believing that Marvin Harrison Jr. is the next great. Because in my, again, humblest of opinions, the Cardinals wide receiver room is like the fourth most dire position of need right now. Not of importance during football games, but talent-wise. And yes, I'd look at the wide receiver room with Rondell Moore and Greg Dorch and Michael Wilson. You have to throw in Trey McBride there because he's the wide receiver one right now. As like the fourth most dire with respects to needing to infuse talent immediately. Pass rush, corner, offensive line. Doesn't matter if the offensive line was average last year. Can't protect Kyler Murray. Ain't none of this going to work. And I know that there's free agency between now and the draft. I know all of this. So a lot will become more clear. And if J.J. McCarthy shoots up draft boards, it will benefit the Cardinals, but it will complicate things in certain situations where they're going to have to determine on if Marvin Harrison Jr. is there at four, if he's worth giving up three plus more picks to move down a handful of spots and maybe draft another wide receiver who could be the one a in this draft. It's going to be fascinating. And listen, we've got plenty of time to discuss it, but I thought that the JJ McCarthy effect is very interesting because we didn't really see it coming. And this is very early. There's going to be so many storylines that are going to impact the Cardinals, whether it be directly or indirectly, because they've got such a high draft pick locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Uh, What's the downside to trading picks for talent? And I'm going to centralize this around Justin Jefferson because I've been preaching something in a negative light because of the last regime. And this is the chance the Arizona Cardinals have to completely flip the script on it. I'll discuss it next as we roll on here. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 bet that wins. Again, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet all on your favorite NBA players and teams, quick bets, Live same game parlays, exclusive props. You know, with the All-Star game yesterday, which was awful, I the real three-point competition is the All-Star game, not the actual three-point competition. But now it's time to look at futures. Who's going to win the championship? Who's going to be MVP? FanDuel's got all that for you. Like, you, they've got odds for everything. The futures are going to be fascinating now because this is like, this is moving day. This is Saturday at the Masters. This is when teams really start to, to pick it up not as much load management, more minutes for stars, and really kind of push because you want to get to those top six spots. FanDuel has got you covered for all of it. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. 
All right. Final, uh, not final segment. I'm not trying to rush. I promise. Alex Clancy, Lockdown Cardinals. Everydayers, thank you for being here since 2017. If this is your first listen to Lockdown Cardinals, thank you. Um, I cannot be more excited for what's about to come. I cannot be more excited. What I teased before the break, something that I had kind of a negative outlook on with the last regime was this was a transplant team. And they mirrored the city in which they play. Where, you know, it's hard to build a culture. It's hard to build momentum. It's hard to build, you know, just a real cohesive foundation when you're constantly bringing in veterans from other teams because you're unable to do so through the draft. Not draft veterans. You're unable to, you know, draft talent and develop it and have players want to stay here, sign extensions, and you you build a foundation that way. So when I discussed, and it was actually, actually, I really enjoyed that podcast talking about Justin Jefferson because it's fascinating. It's just a case study of what's possible. That's all. And uh, if you didn't see Justin Jefferson, uh, not the easiest contract to build, to structure. The Vikings don't want to pay guaranteed money for more than one year of that contract. It's not a quarterback. And it makes sense. We're going to come to a boiling point here. Or we won't. Or it's going to go even worse. It's like uh, baseball. Almost, almost shifting the curve. Almost a couple off seasons ago. And then they, then uh, Bryce Harper and Manny Machado got over $300 million each. All right, well, almost. Almost were able to uh, to stop the contracts from, from going up astronomically. And then, I mean, look what happened with Shohei. So, um, but with, with the Vikings, I, I saw this a couple of years ago. The fact that they didn't get a deal done this before this past season started, that was a flag for me. And now with Kirk Cousins potentially on the move, Justin Jefferson maybe, but the Arizona Cardinals are in a very, very interesting spot. Okay. They're an interesting spot in the sense that they can rewrite how everything has been done for the last 15 or 20 years with this organization. You can build organically drafting players, drafting high, getting impact players, not drafting high like inebriated, drafting high like high draft picks. I just wanted to just roll them. Just drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. at four if he's there. Drafting an offensive lineman at 27 or a corner or a pass rusher or whatever it is. And using your draft picks to build this roster, you can rewrite everything. And yes, free agency obviously is a part of this. But you cannot continue to use free agency as the fail-safe because the draft just doesn't work in your favor. And we've seen through one go, Monty Osford did a pretty good job. Okay? Got to give Steve Kime credit. Trey McBride was his last gift. Okay? But... It's confirmation bias for Steve Kime lovers who just forgot what happened during, you know, probably 80 plus percent of, of his draft picks over his tenure since 2013. Free agency, key. Bringing in veterans in key spots to bolster, you know, the talent list positions that the Cardinals have in, in many instances. But pertaining to the draft specifically, the Cardinals have six picks in the top 90. 
And there are great gets in the third round to be had. This is a very deep draft. I'll show you my mock draft next. And the Arizona Cardinals are in a very, very delicate, yet potentially very powerful position to be able to rewrite all of the wrongs that have happened over the last handful of seasons. So if Marvin Harris, like, and and I'm not, I haven't proclaimed it yet. I'm going to wait a little bit, but I'm getting closer and closer to proclaiming what I haven't proclaimed yet about Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, If they build through the draft, this organization will change immediately. And by immediately, you know, a couple seasons where it's like, oh, wow. Look at all these draft picks that are still on the team. Look at all these draft picks that are playing meaningful minutes. Look at all these draft picks that are thriving, who are thriving under Jonathan Gannon. That's the roadmap that's possible that was a dead end as of two years ago. I constantly said this offseason and during the actual season itself. All the Cardinals have now are possibilities. It's very difficult to grow and get better without those possibilities. The Cardinals now have those possibilities. So the choose your own adventure, whatever cliche that I've used over the last, you know, 14 months or whatever. This is it being, this is it being put into action. And if you can look at the 2024 draft after it's done, you go into camp, you don't have any of those oh no moments that I call them where it's like, oh, that rookie's not ready. He was drafted too high. And you can couple that with Paris Johnson Jr. probably moving over the left side, BJ Ojolari coming into the second year, Garrett Williams, Michael Wilson, John Gaines hopefully comes back healthy. Maybe he can play left guard for this team. And then you compound that with the young players from this year and it working, that's magic that has not been felt in the desert. I'm not trying to be fantastical or speak in platitudes. Ever is something that you will hear me say more and more because this has been a perennially losing organization. So while these may seem trivial or happenstance or run-of-the-mill things for organizations like the Ravens and the Steelers who have just done this, they just draft well. doesn't matter where they're picking. Kansas City now, obviously, with Patrick Mahomes, but outside of that. These are the steps necessary in an effort to completely pivot away from the dysfunctionality that this organization has had in its heart since its inception, pretty much. So going back to the Justin Jefferson conversation, it's like, yeah, it'd be fun to have Justin Jefferson. You know what he's going to get. It's going to be expensive, but he'd make this team better immediately. So do you want to shorten the curve on this offense getting back into a top 10-ish frame? Or do you take the slower and steady approach of drafting Marvin Harrison Jr., drafting a tackle or a corner at 27, Drafting drafting the other four picks in the second and third round, say, you know what? This is how the roster is going to get built out. The veterans are going to be brought in, are going to be complementary pieces, and those who can help the rookies build up faster. And you take that bunch and you move forward. The best audition the Arizona Cardinals had 
was during the 2023 season, and they nailed it. It wasn't win-loss. It wasn't Kyler Murray's performance specifically. It wasn't the numbers. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't the analytics. It wasn't what Pro Football Focus said. It showed that they're a big boy organization now with a direct and clear leader and a clear path for the future with Monty Osborne calling the shots. And that is something that veterans see very smart. <laughs> NFL players are very smart. They see everything. And they see a blank canvas here where there's plenty of snaps to make a difference. It's not just a retirement home anymore for guys to make their last paycheck. And that happened overnight. And sure, these are all pacing things, future pacing things. If this continues, that will be true. You can only take with the information, you can only make, you know, you can only, you can only make opinions or analysis based on information that you do have and how future pacing it could be. Okay. So that is something that is wildly exciting. And that's why if you can pivot, and you can, I don't want to use, I, I hate like using cliches, rewrite history, all that stuff. You can't, it's not, you're not rewriting history. You're doing things in the present. If you can nail one more draft, that beats out even if Justin Jefferson was the right call to trade for between him and Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, because that's culture building, that's rewriting, that's everything that has been wrong over the last handful of seasons made right as quickly and instantly as humanly possible, which would have been two off seasons. And that is so powerful for the future success of an organization. And the Cardinals are on the precipice of being able to make that decision. And that, if you can't get juiced for that, I don't know what to tell you. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Uh, mock draft Monday, it's a weird one. It, I didn't do it on purpose. I just didn't restart the draft to make it look better. I just took it as it came. And uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by the Game Time app. Um, the game time app is bad ass. Can I say that? And scene. So I bought uh, Green Day tickets. They're going to be at Chase Field in September. And I was like, okay, I don't know how Chase Field is, you know, what the grid looks like, where the stage is going to be. I don't know what's in the outfield. I don't know if it's the, at the end of the pitcher's mount. I've never been to a concert at Chase Field. I have no idea. So I went to the game time. I'm like, okay, sweet. So here are the tickets. All right. So, you know, there's a flash sale here where those tickets, you know, it, it, you get a little discount for like an hour or 12 hours, something like that. Um, I'm like, okay, but I want to see if I want to buy a little bit more expensive tickets to get closer. I need to know where I'm going to be. I need to know what it's going to look like. And the best part about the game time app is once you find the event, whether it be comedy, you know, basketball, hockey, whatever it is, concerts, obviously, you click on the on the row with, with the price and it shows you the vantage point of what you'll see if you buy those tickets and you'll sit in those seats. It's an absolute game changer. You don't have to you don't have to guess. You take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code locked on for 20 bucks off your first purchase. 
Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for 20 bucks off. Terms do apply. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price. Get run, T. All right. Final segment, Alex Nancy, Locked on Cardinals. Uh, thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen. Uh, every day is the reason I do this. I do love spewing sports. Oh, uh, one thing, I got locked out of my Twitter account at Clancy's Corner. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out. I don't have my QR code or my uh, my 2FA, so I'm still working on that. So that's why I'm going to be a little more quiet because I can't get into my damn account because of suspicious activity. So, uh, yeah, this is when we're, how we're going to be talking. Leave me a comment. Um, your thoughts on this mock draft that I'm about to put up. But, yeah. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen. Please go to the YouTube channel, search Locked on Arizona Cardinals, hit that subscribe button. If you'd like to go leave a review on Apple Play or Apple Podcasts, my rating has took a, you know, took a nosedive because uh, some fans from other teams gave me one star just to spite me. So that's cool. It uh, doesn't mean a whole lot to me, but if you'd like to go leave a review, write some words, um, I wouldn't uh, try and get it blocked. Let's just put it that way. So mock draft, uh, let me put this up here for YouTubers, for you people on YouTube. I'm going to put this up here. Um, how am I going to do this? Give me a second. Give me one second here. All right. So I don't know why that's not working, but um, this is the – let me do this. All right. Well, that's not going to work. So um, what I did was this was the this was the order that I that I did things in here. Um, so as I mentioned, Marvin Harrison Jr. was gone at uh, three. So took so Joe Alt at four. All right. Um, and because I just I just think it's it's easy. like you could Brad Spielberger from uh, Pro Football Focus came on here and said, listen, it's Malik Neighbors and Marvin Harrison Jr. So even if Marvin Harrison Jr. does go at three, they should take Malik Neighbors at four or, X or give a serious look to that. I'm like, okay, I think Joe Alt's the right choice there. Um, at 27, and it's Rake Straw from Missouri Corner. He's a hot name. I'm surprised he dropped to 27. That's the thing about, you know, mock drafts, where it's like you just take what's available uh, and um, and you kind of go with that. Uh, second round at 35, it's a Kamari Lasseter corner from Georgia. This is the thing. And this is what I've been screaming from the mountaintops for a long time. The Arizona Cardinals need strengths. They need position groups of strength. And they don't have any right now, aside from tight end and running back probably. But James Conner, I mean, he's going to need help. That's it. Wide receiver, not a strength. Pass rush, not a strength. Lineback, not a strength. Corner, definitely not a strength. Safety, a strength, I guess. So you give Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson. But that's it. Okay. So out of the 22 guys, I take Kyler Murray out. So any of the 22 guys, you know, you've got three position groups and Kyler Murray four that are strength. So if they're going to bring in a veteran corner or two, I see no problem with them, them drafting two top end corners to make that an immediate strength. You go that with, with Garrett Williams, he called it dead. That works. You have one of the best cornerback groups in, in the NFL and they're all young. Um, the third, the first pick in the third round, um, Xavier Leggett, who this dude is an absolute baller. Okay. I think he was two inches shorter at the senior bowl when he was measured than what people 
thought initially. I think he was listed at 6'3", and then he ended up being 6'1". Dude, he was an absolute monster in space. Uh, South Carolina, absolute stud. I don't think he's going to be there in the middle of the third round, but I took him because he was there. Just like the next one at 71, Blake Corum was there running back out of Michigan. It's like this would be a no-brainer if he was there. I feel like the Cardinals should bring in a veteran running back just at least to compete with Michael Carter and then draft one also. And if Blake Corum's there, you know, he's a between-the-tackle guy. He doesn't have that massive breakaway speed, but he could be a very, very serviceable uh, NFL running back. And then at 90, uh, Devondre Sweat, an absolute massive human being, uh, interior defensive lineman from Texas. Uh, I know Byron Murphy, the second, is getting a lot more pub, and he, you know he's a better player. But Devondre Sweat, you could do a lot worse at 90 with, um, with Devondre Sweat if he's there for the Cardinals. Obviously, no wide receivers taken, uh, no ad- edge rushers taken. I feel like you take – the reason why I want corner corner is that would give the Cardinals a strength immediately you know, with the right veteran leadership, Nick Rollis, Jonathan Gannon. Um, I think that'd be a home run for them. And, you know, if the Cardinals just stick at four and they decide that they want to go offensive lineman for the future, you just do it. It's not sexy. But if Marvin Harrison Jr. is not there at four, you got to make the best of it. And trading back doesn't always mean like the best move isn't always to trade back. Don't trade back just to trade back. If you got your guy at four, regardless of position, just take him. You call it a day and then you pivot to who you're going to draft at 27. Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals again. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner, even though I'm locked out right now due to suspicious activity on my account. Hopefully that'll be rectified soon. Remember, without you, there is no me. All right. I will talk to you tomorrow.